Well, hello there. It is great to see you and welcome to the Plum Point Wealth Management video and podcast series. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by really the star of our show, and that's Mr. Brian Dunkley, the president of Plum Point Wealth Management. And boy, do we have a great video and, and conversation really teed up for you guys today. But before we bring Brian on, I want to set the scene for you guys, our audience, as to what it is that you can expect on this you know, video and this podcast series moving forward. So each time Brian and I get together, we're going to be diving into a specific problem that he is seeing so many people face within the world of wealth management these days. And these are conversations that he's having on a regular basis with his clients. And we're going to be diving into a different problem in each time we get together. And boy, do we have a big one to address today. You know, Brian's not only going to address what the issue is, but he's going to walk through some strategies and solutions on, on how you can really you know, not just sidestep this issue, but charge right through it and, and get the best results that you're aiming for. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Brian on and let's get right into today's discussion and identify just what this big issue is. Brian, it's good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Um, well, Ryan, thank you. Good to be yeah, here. no, it's yeah, great to great to be with you, Brian. I'm excited to unpack this this issue today. And it's a big one. It's one that you're seeing a lot of of people face, specifically business owners in this world of wealth management. Brian, set us up. What is the issue that you're seeing so many people face here? Well, the primary issue is are you really ready to sell your business? And there are a lot of a lot of things that go into that decision uh, at a macro level, micro level, emotional level. Uh, are, are, are you really ready? Is the business ready? Are you ready personally? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big moment in a business owner's life. No doubt about that. And, and Brian, so let's get into the why. I mean, that that's a big moment, obviously somebody getting ready to sell the business. Are they truly ready? Let's talk about why that's such an issue being truly ready. Why is this such an issue in your eyes? Yeah. Most business owners, they have spent their life blood, sweat, and tears with, uh, with building this business. Uh, it's an emotional decision for many of them. Uh, it's, it's a life that they know. It's a life they're very comfortable with. They understand the business as an asset within the industry. It's, it's, what, it's one of the things they understand best. And it's a huge transition moving away from that. With selling a business, it's, there's, a, there's a sense of loss for some people. Uh, how, how do you prepare adequately? How do you maximize that value? What happens after the sale of the business? What, you know, what, what do you do with your life? What do you do with the asset? When you, when you liquidate, how do you maintain your lifestyle? There are so many components. It's a really complicated decision for, for a number of people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about a ripple effect, really. And, and let's let let's uh, you know really address that, Brian. Why does this problem and how, really how can it get worse if it's really left unattended to and what can that do to your life if you let this issue of whether or not you're really ready and maybe you move forward with it maybe you don't what does that look like what's the ripple effect here yeah well ripple effects a great term and mistakes tend to have particularly mm -hmm. financial mistakes tend to have some long-lasting ripple effects so i mean there are a few things to to address when you're answering that question the first is how do you maximize the value? What do you need? What steps do you need to do to prepare the business for the sale, to prepare for maximum value? Uh, the big question is you have, you're used to a certain lifestyle as a business owner. Uh, you're drawing income. It's profitable. Again, it's, it's an asset that is well understood by most clients. What happened? Can you maintain your lifestyle at, at post post sale? So, the first one of the first questions and one of the most important questions that, that uh, clients need to address business owners is 
how do I maximize the value of this business and what will it take post-sale to maintain my lifestyle and to enjoy the quality of, of life that I'm used to, to take care of my family, whatever it is that the, the people, the clients are trying to accomplish. Uh, again, mistakes do have ripple effects. If you, if you, if the business is unprepared, if you have any numerous potential um, uh, scenarios, if, if you have key employees who are integral to the business and probably need to stick around with that business post-sale, you should involve them in the process. Uh, the worst thing that we've seen it happen a couple of times, the worst thing is you go through this, this sale process, you come to terms with the buyer, at the 11th hour, you're ready to sell and you have a key employee who hasn't been involved and now they're trying to leverage uh, either against you or the buyer and it can create some, it can wreak havoc uh, and, and disrupt the sale. So there are numerous steps. Again, this is a one of the most complicated decisions and processes that, that a business owner is going to go through. Really important that you're addressing this from every angle. Yeah, yeah. And Brian, another another kind of angle before we move even deeper into this conversation what about the flip side of of taking action and that's not taking action you know somebody who thinks that they're ready to sell a business and maybe maybe they're not really taking the action that they should talk to me about this and how that kind of creates an interesting set of circumstances for somebody yeah good question not taking action is often one of the worst things a business owner can do and mm -hmm. inherently intuitively they know that as a business owner they know if there's a problem within the business, they work on it to resolve it. If there's a new market that they want to, to uh, uh, go after, they plan for that. They prepare for it. There's a lot of activity. This, selling the business is no different. Preparing to sell the business is no different. If you're five years away, that's, that's the, really the best time they begin preparing. Not, action, not taking action is wrong because you're not prepared. So the steps that you can take, whether it's uh, building your team of advisors, uh, your, your CPA, your accountant, a very good lawyer, perhaps an M&A attorney or a business consultant, they can add enormous value. If you have confusion, if you're not sure what steps to take, uh, but the, one of the worst things to do, and we all know this, burying your head in the sand, not taking action, that can create some problems, again, that, that ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Brian, I mean, we've, we framed up the issue. I mean, there's a, obviously a lot of elements at play here, a lot to consider. So that's, you know, having that team of trusted advisors can certainly help bring that value like you just mentioned. But Brian, let's look at the glass half full now. You know, if somebody was able to address this issue and they could solve it and get that and, you know, and maximize that sale of the business and be truly ready for the sale of the business, what does life look like for them? You know, how could life be so much better if they could just really take this issue head on and solve it exactly how they want to. Yeah, I think for most business owners, this is uh, this is a really stressful situation. Uh, yeah. the, the sale process is really <laughs> stressful. It takes a lot of work, a lot of stop and go effort. So I, I think for for most people, that answer is going to be a relief of stress. Uh, there's and there's frankly a lot of comfort uh, for all of us and knowing that you have a plan, knowing that you put work into that plan, the right amount of work, the right amount of preparation, you have the right smart people around you facilitating those decisions. There's a lot of comfort and freedom in, uh, in, in going through that process and arriving to, to those, the right decisions. Post-sale, that answer is going to be different for different people. Uh, we're all different from one another. We have different goals and objectives and concerns. 
For some people, I think it's pretty common. They have children. Many of them might be involved in a business. I have several clients where that's exactly the case. They're the children are in the business. They're going to sell it. They, they, that's all their children have known. What next? So you want to make sure that your family's taken care of. Uh, if, if you do have family, whether or not they're involved in the business, many clients have, um, some pretty substantial charitable, uh, objectives. Uh, so, you know, making sure that everything's lined up appropriately. And, and that can actually, again, uh, what those objectives at the end profoundly impact what the planning should be at the beginning. If you do have charitable inclinations, you want to structure the business accordingly. You want to structure the sale accordingly. There are three substantial tax considerations. Uh, so I think really the bottom line for most people is it's just, it's a, a relaxed, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a release of stress and a comfort in knowing that the right plan is going to get you exactly what you need. Mm, man, that peace of mind, that's, that's hard to come by, especially with something that is so daunting when it comes you know, to wealth management, like selling a business. So, and, but Brian, you mentioned that you had a few clients that had family businesses and I, I'd like to take a step back from the issue for a second and, you know, share with our audience a little, Brian, uh, you know, about yourself and what it is that you do exactly over at Plum Point Wealth Management and how you serve your clients to address things just like this. Yeah. So I, so I've been working with business owners for 17 years now. I have the, the, uh, privilege of working for two large global institutions, uh, and for the last five years, uh, went independent. They are a unique breed. Uh, they are, they have very unique and specific, uh, problems that need to be solved for. We, uh, we work comprehensively with clients. I am also a CFP. We have a team here of CFPs, Certified Financial Planners. And this works well. The, the, the planning that, that you do with a client comprehensively works really well for business owners because there are tax considerations and consequences with each decision. If you make a mistake early on, those are potentially devastating rippling effects over the long term or the rest of your financial life. Uh, we work with uh, clients with the uh, estate planning considerations. Uh, I mentioned earlier charitable gifting. Uh, the structure it, that you set up that facilitates whatever those goals and objectives are, are crucially important. And again, the earlier you set them up, the more advantage you have and the more flexibility you have and the more protection you offer your, your wealth uh, in, 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 in keeping what you built. I, uh, just as an aside, I take a very analytical approach to managing wealth. I was a scientist prior to financial services. So, uh, we work, we, we're, we're, we like to think we're very smart. We work very comprehensively with clients and we deep dive, do a very deep dive into all these various problems that come up, uh, whether it's the sale of a business or just helping the, uh, helping keep wealth in the family. Yeah, no, Brian, I love that. And I, I think it's also probably worth mentioning that, I mean, you are the, you know, you said you went independent. You are the president of Plum Point Wealth Management. You are, you yourself are an entrepreneur. So I would imagine that really allows you to connect on that more granular level with some of your clients because you've experienced some of those direct challenges. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. I, I think when, when I was an advisor working at uh, the really great global firms, we had tremendous resources. We had tremendous scale. We offered really good advice, but no one on that team was a business owner. And you're absolutely right. This last five years, 
being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, being in the same seat as these clients, it does give me a very specific and unique outview, outlook. Uh, I, I am one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand intimately the very same concerns that they're going through with building a business, the very same questions that they have. And it does give me uh, a broader perspective in servicing this uh, a business owner client. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. And I think that's worth worth mentioning. But Brian, one of the biggest things that you know, we're trying to accomplish here today is, you know, of course, addressing this issue of whether or not a business owner is truly ready to sell the business. And, and what I understand that, you know, you've got some strategies and some some solutions and particularly some steps that you regularly walk your clients through when this big moment comes up in their life cycle of their business. You know, are they ready to sell? Brian, would you care to share what this process looks like, how you talk through clients with, um, you know, with regard to this issue and, and, uh, let's, let's, give some true value to our audience here today. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, the fact is when, when you are thinking through the sale, there, there, it, it is helpful to have a process, to have a, a structure uh, that, that anchors you, uh, that, that helps facilitate your decision and, and puts you in the best possible uh, position moving forward. And, and really the very first step, the very first question is why sell? Uh, why, why sell the business now? Uh, there are some timing considerations there. We're, we're seeing right now some pretty challenging market conditions. Um, what are your goals and objectives with selling the business? That's the very first thing you have to address. From there, the planning, the planning flows and is built upon that foundation from there. Once you answer those questions, now you start building out the plan and and tailoring it to whatever your objectives are. For most clients, it's really trying to liquidate the asset um, for any number of reasons. Maybe it's just time to sell. Maybe they're they're ready. Maybe they they don't they're less comfortable with the the future outlook. Whatever that might be. But for most clients, the very first thing they want to do is maintain their standard of living. The business has done well for them. It's afforded them a good life. They have good control over that. Now they sell. Can they, what do they need to do? Can they, can they maintain their lifestyle? What would it take? I think most of my clients, when they start that process, they can't answer that question. They actually don't know. They don't know how much money they need in other financial assets and what that looks like, what that feels like in order to be able to maintain their lifestyle. That's a crucially important question. So that's step number one. Why sell? What are your goals and objectives? Roger that. So take us into step two. You know, all right, that, and that's a that first step. That's a big one, right? There's a lot to identify there. What does step two look like in this process, then, Brian? And by the so way, step, how many steps are there in this process? So I, we, there's seven steps uh, in okay. in the process. And and step two is you need to understand the value of your business, and you need an objective understanding of that value. Uh, you might you might want to sell your business for X dollars, and that would be great, but the market may only support X minus. You have to have that understanding. And there are a few ways to do that. You may already have your team, uh, a really great CPA, really great corporate attorney. Um, I found that likely, they, although they've served you very well uh, as an owner of growing your business, and you should keep them uh, as loyal advisors, you probably need some additional expertise, perhaps a, a business advisor, a business consultant, someone who really understands the industry in the market 
they can give you that objective valuation. And that's important to have as you start thinking through to, for two reasons, really. One, you want to identify buyers. You're going to be putting your, your business out to market to sell. You want to have you want to be on the same page as, as what that market is. If you're if you're widely different, you're not going to get any traction. You're going to be wasting a lot of time. But the second reason, going back to the first step, if you if you want if you need this asset to maintain your lifestyle, as an example, you have to know what value you're going to be getting so that we can begin planning around maintaining that very lifestyle. Roger that. Okay. So, so obviously step one, that identification of goals and objectives, step two, that objective assessment then, you know, of the business value. Now that you've got a big understanding on those two factors, where do we go from here for step three? Yeah, well, I actually started getting into that from, from answering the second mm -hmm. question, sure. but the, the really step three is, is you're comparing your, your goals, your personal goals, whatever they might be to the value of the business. And from there, you either are right in, in, in line. So you sell your business for, for X dollars. It will meet and match your goals entirely. And great, move forward. Many times there is a bit of a shortfall for any number of reasons. And so now you need to make a different decision. Do you still want to move forward with selling the business? And if you do, you need to bridge that gap. And, and the, at that point, there, there are any number of avenues to 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 be done, and that's a that those questions get answered very super specifically with each client and with each business. Uh, that's a different path, a different track. But assuming that the business is close, the value is close to uh, to meeting those goals and objectives, we can begin thinking about moving forward. Awesome, awesome. So, what does moving forward look like from here when we really are starting to to get into the the weeds of this process of the actual sale? You really need a team. You really need a team okay. of expert advisors who can service you. I, one of the first things you want to do is hire a lawyer. Hire a good lawyer, a deal attorney, not necessarily your corporate attorney who has served you so well at this point. Deal deal attorneys have a different set of expertise. They know this space really well. And, and the advice you get from a really good deal attorney is crucially important. They're worth their weight in gold. An accountant, again, your CPA may be, uh, it, it has served, again, your, your entire team that, you, that you, you've built your business with, very good advisors to you. But a deal accountant is different, has a different skill set from uh from your usually from your your team and you really want to start leveraging that uh that additional expertise it's going to become crucially important again as you start negotiation as much as anything um a financial advisor uh someone who who can manage wealth like our team uh when if you're selling the business and you're liquidating that asset you need to figure out what to do with those assets again to to maintain your lifestyle to to care for your family, to do charitable giving, uh, tax management, whatever it is you might you might need, um, and then you may, depending on the complexity of the business, you may need an investment bank. The complexity and the size. Um, you can work for a, a very large, well-established shop, but there are also some some mid-sized shops that uh, specialize in smaller companies. Uh, if if you are thinking through valuation and you're not sure how to market it, an investment banker is going to be a crucial asset. The bottom line though is identifying 
that right team of advisors and getting that really great, smart advice. I love that. I love that. So we've got our team, we've got our A team, and we're ready to move in to the next phase, which would be step five here in this process. Brian, talk us through step five. What does this look like? Now you're preparing for due diligence. Uh, mm -hmm. th this is a time where you are gathering all of your due diligence materials. Uh, your financial, uh, uh, your financials should be in order by this step. If not, you tighten them up. Uh, receivables outstanding. You start getting those on board. You, you're really doing a deeper dive into the preparation and you're getting all of the various documents, uh, uh, due diligence materials that, that a buyer is going to want. Obviously financials, again, are going to be a big part of that. Uh, if you have any lending, any warrants that you owe out, any any shareholders, all of that information that the buyer is going to want to know. We talked at the top of the call, key, key people, key personnel. You want to start getting them on board, involving them in the process, probably at this stage, uh, figuring out whether they need to stay with the business, figuring out uh, what they want uh, after that sale. And, um, and lining everything up. The other thing, if you haven't done this already, um, the other thing that you're going to want to think about is your own role in the business post-sale. Uh, some deal structures are actually almost all are going to require some level of involvement. Uh, frequently there's, there's this, there's an earn out that's, that's, um, incorporated into the deal. So they require you to stay on for a year or two, maybe a bit longer. Sometimes not, but regardless, you do want to think through at what level you want to be involved in that business. And for your own due diligence you, uh, with the buyer, you're going to want to take a look at their vision, what their vision is. You're going to want to take a look at what role they want from, from you, whether there's a conflict, whether there might be any tension. There's a whole host of things to consider, but preparation at, at step five is, is really key and, and crucial to moving uh, toward the sale. Certainly. No, I can, I can see why. And Brian, as I've got my notes, obviously in front of me here, uh, looking at what step six entails, I'm really curious about this one here. Talk, talk us through step six. Now that due diligence is kind of underway and we're, we're coming here towards the end of the line. Uh, walk us through step six. What, what do you mean by this one? So step six, we would offer that you should prepare your story. And I would say that most business owners, and frankly, most advisors probably don't spend enough time here if they spend any time here at all. People like stories. Buyers of businesses are no different. Yes, absolutely. Numbers matter. They're going to be doing, a buyer is going to be doing a deep dive into your financials. That due diligence process might be very painful, might be very lengthy. And if you're like most of my clients, there are going to be various points in that process that you are going to say, I'm out. <laughs> this is, I, I don't want this. This is, this is too much. It's not worth my time. I'm out. Um, keep going through that process. And the story is what will resonate as much as anything with a buyer. Again, because people like stories, it's not so much, you, you have the financials in front of you, you can tell a story around the financials, but talk about the, the people you serve, your customers you serve, talk about the product, talk about the milestones, talk about the, the, the trials and tribulations that you've, you've overcome to get to this point, build out that story, talk about more, most importantly, more than anything, the value of your product or your team 
or whatever it is your business has, give concrete examples of, of customers who, who have realized that value, testimonials if you have them. The more you can fill in that gap and create that story, the more, the more likely you'll be able to maximize value when it comes time to negotiation. Oh, it's fantastic. I can see why so many business owners might not be considering that process, Brian, but boy, can it help offset some of that, that, that stress and that deep dive into the financials that you mentioned, Brian, br bring it home for us here. Step seven. What does this final step look like in this process of, are you really ready to sell your business? So step seven is uh, again, pre pre-sale of business is now you start sourcing. Uh, now you sourcing buyers that is, um, you you want to uh, understand the market, and you you obviously do. You as a business owner, you understand that market really well. You may already know and already have identified a strategic buyer. If not, you want to. A strategic buyer gives you the best opportunity to maximize value of sale. They, if they understand that business well, if you are filling a hole or a gap in their business, they're going to want your asset. They're going to want whatever it is you have, and, they'll make, and they're more likely to offer a premium uh, for that asset. Uh, this is where an investment bank or a business consultant uh, can be especially helpful. Uh, you business owners, you just you may not have time, right? We're, we're very busy people. Sure. Uh, you're in the middle of your business, growing it. And if you're beginning to sell your business, it's a, it's a tremendous amount of time. So uh, you, you may need to get some uh, consultant to help identify that strategic buyer. And then you're just preparing at that point as you go through the, 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 through the uh, due diligence process, it's negotiation really. You'll start out with a letter of intent. Uh, I think many people in my experience, they, they get that letter of intent that identifies the, the sale uh, terms and they think they're done. But most of the time, you're not even half done. That's when due diligence really starts that's when the buyer really starts digging in and starts asking questions. You may emotionally, you may seem, you may feel like the buyer doesn't trust you. Uh, and, and this is where a lot of people, a lot of business owners really start wanting to walk away, but it's all negotiation. Uh, and this is all why you want to be really well-prepared. You want to have really smart people around you understand this process. You want to tell your story and the value that your business delivers uniquely in ways that no one else does. So that as negotiation starts, you keep coming back to this story and it helps give you some leverage. Uh, but that final negotiation, it takes some time. That's really the last step. I love that. Brian, you've just kind of laid out for us that that seven step process that you kind of walk your clients through regularly that are facing this this point of sale here for their business. And and Brian, for somebody in our audience, I mean, I'm sure you I mean we've just laid a lot of information on them, a lot for them to digest and understand about this this concept. Are you ready to sell your business? But for somebody that's really res, you know, this seven step process really resonates with them and they're they're interested in in really diving further into that sale of a business, how could somebody start utilizing, you know, this solution, start down this road? What would be that best path to, to do that, Brian? Yeah, I think, I think that the, for most people, the next step is going to be identify the right partner, the right advisor to get you started. I think I would say that we, we, we have, we've walked through a seven step process and, and intuitively it, makes sense. Uh, you, a business owner, uh, you, you, you go through those steps and they're, 
it's not rocket science. You're, you're going to understand that, yeah, those are the steps you need to take. But the next question is, do you have the capacity to do that? Do you have the bandwidth, the time with everything you have going on in your life? Do you have the requisite expertise in each of those areas to maximize value? So I, I think really for most people, the answer is no. And they want to identify the right partners to work with, a partner like our firm and, and say, okay, I'm ready to begin this journey. I'm ready to begin this process. Let's go. Let's start at the very top. And step by step, let's take this. Uh, let's start with with one team member, and then we begin building the other team uh, members, the other advisors around uh, uh, around the total, the, the whole team, and, um, and and getting this ready to sell. And, and Brian, for those out there that might be interested in reaching out to you and your team to to maybe just book a discovery meeting, go through that process, and just open up a dialogue with you, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you? So at, at this point, uh, the clients, business owners, they, they need to make a choice. And, and again, action is better than nothing. Making good, solid decisions is crucially important to, to your, the success of your sale. If you're not ready to sell, don't. There, there's, there's no pressure. There's no one. You, you just don't move forward. But if you're not sure or if you are ready, reach out to us. Give us a call. Uh, visit our website, plumpointwealth.com. Uh, we're happy to help. We're happy to have that conversation with you. If it makes sense, uh, we can line up resources uh, to get you started. But the, the really the very next thing for most people is, most business owners is, you got to take that step and identify someone to call, to help. Give us a call. Fantastic. Well, Brian, also, you know, before we leave today, I think it's, we'd be remiss without talking about it. And, you know, this is something that you do regularly with your clients over at Plum Point that are going through this, this idea of, of selling their business. And do you have any maybe examples uh, that uh, of people that you've utilized this solution, people that you've walked that through this seven step process, you know, um, and, and really help them prepare for the sale for the business? Any, any really case studies, if you will, that you can share with us? Yeah, sure. So, uh, most recently, we I, I helped a, a family business, uh, family-owned business. Uh, they uh, the the father, the patriarch, had started the business. He built it up. All of his family uh, were involved. Three uh, adult children in in the business. Um, they they sold to an international conglomerate, and uh, actually a number of years ago. And uh, they exited and the very next question for this client was, okay, I'm here, now what? This is all I've done, all I've known, I've invested my life into this. Emotionally, uh, it, it, it was, what do I do now? So we had those conversations with them and, and he, it turns out he had, um, uh, he was very involved in the community with one particular uh, venture and he devoted a, he and his family devoted a lot of time to that. So that's how he spent a good amount of his time. And he picked up golfing a bit more than he, than he had in the past. <laughs> um, but he also had to figure out two really crucially important questions. One was, I made X dollars from while working at this business. I've liquidated it. How do I determine? How do I grow this now? I'm not familiar with markets. I'm familiar with my business. What do I do? And so we were able to help him with the, the portfolio construction question, getting those assets that were liquidated from the business, 
putting them to work in very smart, strategic ways that drew income and gave him growth that all helped him maintain his lifestyle. The other thing that was really important to him was taking care of his children, who, who he brought into the business. He was selling the business while they were very young. What were they going to do? He was very involved in his family. He really wanted, he'd taken care of them uh, his, his whole life, their whole life. He really wanted to continue doing that. So prior to the sale of the business, we really had to think through smartly how to structure the business itself as an asset so that we can carve out some of those assets that would then flow into uh, for the benefit of the children. We're using trust uh, strategies. Um, and and they the, the the children's assets were there to help them start businesses of their own, to help them uh, maintain lifestyle, whatever, while they were figuring out their next step. That was really important to him. And we needed some really smart attorneys uh, and a smart uh, a CPA who were who were experts in this area uh, to really structure those deals, those those, those uh, strategies. Interestingly, uh, the this happens a lot. This is almost an aside. Yeah. When, when you have a business, uh, a small business, and they sell to a larger conglomerate, uh, I would say four or five times out of 10, that conglomerate, for whatever reason, can't figure it out. And mm -hmm. so they have to sell it back. And, and many times, they'll reach out to the original seller, the original business owner and say, we have this asset, you did a great job, we can't figure it out, we're gonna put it to market, do you wanna buy it? And the business owner will pick that up for four, four, 40, 50 cents on the dollar, <laughs> which is exactly what happened here. So it turns out that his family was involved right in that business again. And now <laughs> here we are, second bite at the apple, preparing for another, another sale. Wow. Wow. Brian, I love that example. You, you helped them through the sale once. Then then that big conversation, which we mentioned, of course, at the top of the, the video today is that what comes after, especially when your whole life is knee, been knee deep in the business and then and then to pick it back up and go through it once more. No, that's a fantastic example. Thank you for sharing that with us. And and Brian, as we're, we're bringing our conversation to a head, one final time here uh, for anybody else out there that stayed with us has enjoyed the, today's conversation. Uh, how can they reach out to you and your team if they want to open up a dialogue and, and maybe uh, walk through how this conversation applies to their own business and their own world. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I visit our website, uh, plumpointwealth.com. Uh, there you can book a discovery meeting. Our phone number, our address are, are all on the website, but that, that's the best place. Visit our website, view our materials, uh, schedule a call. Fantastic. Well, Brian, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your busy day. You've got a company to run, some clients to serve. Uh, we'll let you get back to doing that, but I appreciate you walking us through this this really daunting challenge, man. Uh, is it? Are you truly ready to sell your business? It's one that, uh, boy, is there a lot going into this process, but boy, does it help to have the right team of trusted professionals alongside you to move through this. So uh, appreciate you and your time, and I'm uh, looking forward to jumping back with you on the next one. Thank you, Ryan. 
Alrighty, fantastic. And look, hey, we want to take one final moment and thank you guys. And that's our audience for being with us here on the video and podcast today. If you took anything away from today's discussion, benefited from the conversation in any way, do us a favor, subscribe to this on whichever platform that you're checking us out on. And of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, of course, that may benefit from these types of conversations. Brian and I are going to be tackling a different problem that's associated with wealth management each time we get together. And we'd hate to have you miss out on any of that potentially beneficial information for you and yours. So for Brian, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you joining us on today's installment of the Plum Point Wealth Management video and podcast series.